Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise Jesus. God is good, I tell you. And it is true, it is, he's good. It is when you, you step out of your world that you find out that there's another world out there. Praise the Lord. When you see things, you begin to give God grace. They begin to ask questions. How come yours is working? Hallelujah. You go to the hospital, you find out that somebody's problem is that they wee wee too much. Do you understand? They wee wee what? Yes. They drink their water. It's like, yeah. Then I ask myself, what regulates mine? Hallelujah. But God is good. He's watching over us, oh. Who do you own him? You are looking beautiful, handsome, sitting down there like that, looking at my face. Hmm? The Lord has taken care of you, Papa. Because when you get there, you enter that well, you find out that they are just managing you for death. The Bible says something, say, physician, heal thyself. And it is true. Hallelujah. It is in times like this that we fall on God because God is almighty, all good. And all purposeful. Hallelujah. And so, it's my pleasure to call on our own to give us the word this morning. Hallelujah. Oh. <laughs> How do you do it? Hallelujah. 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 Hello. And good morning to us. It's it's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord once again. And we thank him for this opportunity. Let's let's just begin to speak in tongues. Just a few seconds as you used to prepare your hearts for the word. Crandolo broshanda da brahasha da babaha. Rebebebeshe de brehen tolo broho shada braha. Riba babaka da brahan tolo broho shada brahan tolo broho. Zivaha dianta la braha son de levrehen tolo broho shada braha. Rebebebehe son da la braha son de levrehe. Rimpa la brahan tolo broho shada baha. Kadabahan tolo broho shada baha. Rebebebehe dianta la brahan tolo broho shada braha. Zadivian Talabrahan Tolobroho Shadabraha in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so our Father, we thank you for another time in your presence. We do not take this time lightly at all, but we esteem this time. We thank you for a time to be blessed by you. We know that you are coming to speak to our hearts, speak to our spirits, speak to our souls, and even speak to our bodies in the name of Jesus. By your word, our lives have been turned around. By your word, our lives have been transformed. By your word, strongholds have been broken in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. God, God bless us all for making it to the house of the Lord. So for the past two weeks, we've been dealing with sacrifice. Yeah, our brother Moses started for us. If you miss that service, you miss a lot. Yes. You can, you can go to Facebook. It's free. It's over there. Go and listen to it if you weren't in church that day. He started by explaining. 
by ex by explaining what the sacrifices he took us through the sacrifice of Christ how how Christ himself sacrificed for us and it was amazing well there's no time for recap but go, go and look for that message and I, I was I was just sitting down just shaking my head nodding my head see seeing what God has done in Moses's life it was it was just beautiful yeah the, the Bible says that the path of the righteous shines ever brighter. You, ca you can't come to Christ and remain the same. Yes, as, as you just fellowship with him, you see that your life is blossoming and blossoming on and on. And God bless you, Moses, for, for starting the journey. Our brother Papa P also took us through sacrificial giving, explained to us what it means to give sacrificially. He highlighted on the fact that sacrificial giving is any giving done because of what Christ has done because Christ sacrificed for us so we are enjoying his sacrificial life so as we are given is because he has sacrificed for us it was also amazing so we are continuing so Osofo sent me a message about a month ago he said you are preaching on the power of sacrificial living and then he added the text Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 so immediately he sent it I gave him ice I was like, hey, Osof, which one is this? This one there, I don't like it, crowd. Uh, in fact, when I, when I saw the text, I, also, I almost told Osof that, Charlie, this one there, let's go and look for Bozin and those people. They, they, like, this type of, they like this type of message. Uh, when I saw it, I said, I was almost going to reply him that, Osof, this one there, I don't like. But when I slept and woke up, the Lord said, I'll, I'll, t I'll teach you things to come and also share with your people. And by God's grace, as the Lord has taught me, so I'm also coming to share. Amen. So our key scripture, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. We'll take that, we'll take that very soon. But let's start with John 12, 23 to 26. We're going to do some reading and some teaching as usual. Yes, we'll go through the scriptures and we'll see what the Lord has for us. Great. So, and it says, And Jesus answered them, saying, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life, unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servants be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me and where I am. Oh, okay. So we've read it. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, great. So, Jesus himself or God himself starts by explaining what it means to sacrifice. And he goes on to let us understand that the greatest power in this world is the power of sacrifice. He says, except a corn of wheat dies, it abideth alone. What does that mean? What that means is that if you have one corn and you don't put it to death, that corn will forever remain one corn. Hallelujah. God had one son in heaven. And he, if he hadn't put Christ to death forever, it would have been only Christ in heaven. This scripture is just showing us what Christ actually came to do. By Christ's death, 
he multiplied and gave us many, and gave God many other sons. If Christ had not died, it would have remained God and Christ alone in heaven. But the power of sacrificial giving refers to God dying so that he would be able to bring forth many other fruits. As he died, many fruits were also brought to life. Hallelujah. And so the greatest sacrifice on this earth is the sacrifice of Christ. And we can see that from Galatians chapter 2, verse 18 and 18 to 20. Like I said, we'll read a lot of scriptures. Today we'll read plenty. Uh, the great, Galatians 2, 18 to 20. Very, very common scripture in grace. I mean, this one, we should even quote it without, without opening it. Yes, it says, for, I, for if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. When we read the previous scripture, he said something, that whoever loves his life, if you are not able to lose your life, forget about this thing called Christian journey. Or forget about this whole Christian walk. Because there are so many self, and I was sharing with Moses, I actually met a person like that just about two weeks ago. And I said, Moses, you come for us to go and minister to that person. By God's grace, the person will come here very soon. This is somebody who is holding on to the self. When we read the previous scripture, we saw that God said that if you are not able to consider yourself dead, forget it. There are so many books outside which teach us about self-help, self-helping yourself, self-building, all of those, self, yes, self-motivation, all those things. Yes, they may be good to some extent, but they have no eternal value. Because the believer is one who has come to realize that of myself, I am dead, or of myself, I am actually hopeless. And so I need to have this life of Christ in me. And when you come to Christ, it is not motivational speaking or self-help speaking. Because what, what, when Sophie comes to stand here and he's speaking, he's not speaking to your body to build up your flesh. Yes, because the Bible clearly says that the arm of flesh will fail you. So it is not about building up your flesh, but it is about putting to death more of your flesh. So immediately you come to, you come to Christ, you have to realize that that flesh or that self thing, has been, has been put to death. And when you see your brethren, you have to know that, oh, this is, I, I am no more a full human being, but I am a dead person now resurrected as an ear. So I am one ear, and my brother, Pastor Nanayao, is the, 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 the other ear. You, you understand? We are all part of one body, simply because of the sacrifice of Christ. Hallelujah. And so God himself makes us understand what it means to go through this sacrifice. When we read the book of Luke chapter 22, let's, let's go to Luke 22. Just, we can't read all of it, so we'll read verse 39 and then verse 47. Yeah. He says, and he came out and went, and went, as he went to the Mount of Olives, also his disciples, and his disciples also followed him. Jump to 47. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, 
And he that was called Judas, and one of, one of the twelve went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. The last place Jesus was before he was crucified was the Mount of Olives, or before he started the whole trial journey, was the Mount of Olives. God actually showed me something amazing over there. And he says, I took him to the Mount of Olives for a very special reason. Now, out of olives, we get a lot of things, but two major things which matter to us as a church. One is wine. The first thing is wine, which is crushed out of olives. Now, when we take this wine, this wine is representing the blood. And so as we take the wine, we know that, oh, it is a crushed life which we are living. It is a dead life which we are living. But more importantly, out of olives, we get olive oil. Hallelujah. Now this olive oil goes through a process of crushing, of grinding. In fact, they grind with stones, they grind with machines, and then they filter, and then go through so many processes. And God was just using to show us one thing, that he took Christ throughout all of this. The last stage of this thing is purification process. He took, us through, he took Christ through all of this process. So at the end of the day, as believers, we we'll receive something called the Holy Spirit. Because we know clearly that oil is synonymous to the Holy Spirit. When you study a bit of biblical typology, whenever you see oil, know that he's referring to the Holy Spirit. And so God took Christ through this crushing process to give us the Holy Spirit. Hence, the greatest sacrifice is one which has gone through this full crushing process and released a life. And this life is the eternal life. And this life is the life of the Holy Spirit. So as a believer, as you are walking, you are walking with Christ consciousness. You are walking with the Holy Spirit. You are walking with God. Hallelujah. Now we can go to our, our key scripture, which is Romans 12, 1 to 2. Great. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For so many years, or up to Osofo said I should preach this message, I had always seen this text as, oh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In fact, NIV actually puts it that way, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, if somebody says present your bodies as a living sacrifice, what that means is that your body is not a living sacrifice, but try and let your body be like a living sacrifice. Please, are, are we following? Okay, so you can act a play and you say, present yourself as a wife. When they are acting a the movie, they say, okay, present yourself as a rich man. Or present yourself as an occult. Or present yourself as a woman. But in actual sense, you may be a man. Or you may be a single person. So if you are presenting yourself as something, you are actually trying to act out that thing. And trying to, to show people what that thing is. But that is not what God is saying. God says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. The word as is not found over here. Hallelujah. The believer is one who has been presented unto God a living sacrifice because of what Christ has done. Christ came firstly he went through the process. He died as a dead sacrifice and then he rose up again. So he can be called the first living sacrifice. Now because of what he did, the believer is able to live a living sacrifice. So we are not now trying to live as living sacrifices. But we are living sacrifices. Please, are, are you getting it? or You, 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 are, you, are, not, you are not following. Yes. The believer is a living sacrifice. So we are, not, we are not tasked to go and try and pretend to be living sacrifices unto God. We are not trying to show God that, oh, we are a living sacrifice or we can be living sacrifices. No. God is telling you that you are a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. God is making you understand that because of him, you are a sacrifice unto him. Now, when we say sacrifice, let's, let's try and understand what it means to be a sacrifice unto God. When we read the book of Romans 6, verse 23, he says that for the wages of sin is death, meaning everyone who sins must die. God is only pleased with death. <laughs> without, without, <laughs> without death, that sin issue still remains. So we have some people, I believe by God's grace, they will be watching this video. They are going through a whole month of purification process. After which they will bury cattle. Even they, in their limited mind, they understand that there must be a death. But the unfortunate thing is that that order has changed. So the cattle they are going to bury and the stones they are going to throw at that black building to deal with the issue of sin is, is, is waste of time. The whole 30 day journey, if they had used to eat banku every day, it would have been much more profitable. Because they are trying to inflict pain on themselves as, as a punishment for all the wrong they have done. So that they will be acceptable to God. But that is not what God wants. God says that I have died so that you will be acceptable to me. A living sacrifice simply means that you are acceptable to God. So whenever you wake up, consider yourself a living sacrifice. Meaning when you wake up, consider that I am acceptable to God. Because I have died and I have risen from the dead. Whenever you are walking, know that I am a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice is just one, a, a, a person that is pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Let, let, let's see something from Leviticus chapter. Oh, I think has vanished. Yes. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 13. Leviticus 1, 13. Good. He says, But he shall wash the inwards and the legs with water, and the priest shall bring it all and burn it upon the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord or of a sweet aroma unto the Lord when you wake up know that I am sweet smelling unto God I am, I, I am pleasing unto the Lord 
wherever you are, know that I am acceptable unto the Lord. Because this is how God describes a burnt offering. A burnt offering is one which is pleasing unto God. So as we are as, as a believer, constantly your life is, is diffusing aroma of sweetness unto the Lord. Your life is, is showing God is God, God is looking at you, and when he looks at you, pe, no, I change sweet sense, kaka. Or show I know I change sweet sense, kaka. That, that, that is what is happening. Because we are living sacrifices unto God. Hallelujah. Let, let's see something from Romans 5, verse 6 to 11. If I could get a message, I would really appreciate. Great. Romans chapter 5, from verse 6 to 11. We are reading the message. It says, Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him. Let's go on. Verse 11. Now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plodding prose. We sing and shout our praises to God through Jesus, the Messiah. Hallelujah. You can go back to verse 10. The ending part of verse 10. He says, at a point, we were of no use to God. That, that is, that's the mindset which God wanted us to understand. That you, 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 you don't have any benefits to me. But because of this sacrificial death, now the believer is of use to God. The believer is one who is producing sweetness unto God. Hallelujah. So we can go back to our, our, our key scripture. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Great. So I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. The next word he says is holy, acceptable unto God. Because of this living sacrifice we have been made, we are holy. So I took you through the process of the Holy Ghost or the olives and showed you that the last thing which is done to get olive oil is purification. After they've crushed it, they've grinded it, they've milled it and everything. They purify it, almost on it. Now that purification just shows us that the, the oil is pure. Yes. The oil is clean. It is similar to the believer. The Holy Spirit in you just shows you that you are pure to God. You are holy to God. You are acceptable to God. You are pleasant to God. You are pleasing to God. 
So consider yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So God sees you as an acceptable person. God sees you as a, as a holy person. And this is your reasonable service unto God. Previously, I thought this text means that to, be, to, to, to do this, you have to look for some ways and some ways and means before you now come and sacrifice yourself. You wake up every day. No, no, I, I cannot live today. Today, I have to make sure that I die. If I don't do like the likes of what Raven Hill and the likes of what all those people did, I'm not acceptable unto God. I mean, I don't know if you've had that conversation before. That, Charlie, it looks like this Christian work there. Some of us, we are joking inside. We, we, we have not reached anywhere. When you look at some of what the founding fathers and the forefathers did, we, 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 are, we are joking. Yeah, they are starting a cry. You get it. And this is one of the, the main scriptures which we were using to back those conversations. But God says, no, 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 no. Relax. Your reasonable service unto me is knowing that you are holy and acceptable to me because you are a product of sacrifice. And so you are a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't, don't conform yourself to the ways of and means of this world. And I always say, go outside. Ask an ordinary worldly person, how can you be pleasing unto God? Hey, that's in. We have to do this. We have to not do this. We have to do this. We have to not do this. No, 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 no. That is, that is not the way to go. Let's, let's read something from Leviticus 2 verse 11. Leviticus 2.11. We'll come back to this Romans 12. But let's see something from Leviticus 2.11. Yeah. It says, No meat offering which ye shall bring unto the Lord shall be made with living. For ye shall, be, for ye shall burn no living, nor any honey in any offering of the Lord made by fire. Good. Now, this reasonable sacrifice we are talking about, when, we say, when, we, when the Bible talks about living, it refers to the law. Or works. In fact, the law and works go hand, hand in hand. God is saying that this living sacrifice you are near, don't think of it that, oh, I have put some, I have added something to it. Living, and one yeast. Ope, ope, ope. Brodono, pure. Um, pese, ube, ude, bibibe, fa, brodono, na, brodono, be, nya, bot, debi, debi. Um, pe, the, the, the balloon bread, Debbie. <laughs> yes, balloon bread. Uh, said they used to make it like balloon. When you move the yeast, the yeast, it is flat. Thank you. Yes. God doesn't want that type of bread. He wants the pure one. So know that you are pure unto God because of what Christ has done unto you. So as you come before him, as you go before him, as you are walking, let your mindset be that I am pure to him. Because I am not, don't, don't, don't try and add any yeast to it. You get it. Don't say, oh Christ, yes Christ, you have done some, but you know what? Let me add my own to it. So that it will be very acceptable unto God. Your own is good, but my own too must be added unto it. No, 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 that's not how God sees it. God wants it the way it is. He knows that this way is enough for me. He, he, he drew the order, he made the order. He made it. You can't come and help God. Hallelujah. Leave it 
pure from living. Don't add yeast to it. Don't try and add your works to it. You, you get it. Don't do things thinking that, oh, I'm, waiting, I'm going to receive some 12 virgins when I get there as my reward. No. <laughs> Keep it as it is. Your reward, has be, your reward is Christ. Christ is your reward. Take it like that. Don't use the virgins for anything over there. Eh? <laughs> There's no eating over there. We are eating all on earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Good. So we, we can go back to our, our, our key scripture. So we finish with the, with the first part, which is the verse 1. And he says, and be not conformed to this world. Yeah, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. So this one too, another challenge amongst some, some, some believers. Now, I, maybe you've not had that discussion before, but some of us, we've had discussions. So what shows that we are, not work, we are working in the good? What shows that we are working in the acceptable? What shows we are working in the perfect? How do we move from good to acceptable? How do we, how do we get to perfect? Which, which one are we working in at every time? So if, I mean, there are people in this world, trust me, they have taken decisions 10 years down the line. They are still not sure whether that is the perfect will of God. They are still praying, God, show me your perfect will. Hallelujah. But the Lord, the, the Lord through these weeks or through this period showed me something amazing about this perfect and good and acceptable will of God. So he says, this is, I believe this is what the Lord gave me. So I wrote it down and I'll share with you. He says, the good will of God is, is simply to be saved. Whilst the acceptable will of God is working as believers knowing that all is acceptable. And the perfect will of God is working in his counsel and being directed by him. Coming to the point whereby your lives are strongly knit by the, with the spirit. Hallelujah. God wants us to, to move to that place of knowing that our lives have been knit by the spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> he wants us to walk with the mindset that we, we are strongly connected with the Holy Ghost. So verse 2 is not in isolation. It is a continuation of verse 1, which is also a continuation of the whole of Romans, which shows you about the full sacrifice of what God has done so that you'll be able to walk in this. You see, there are some believers out there Yes, they've been saved. That is good. They've been saved. Some too, they are walking knowing that, oh, all things are acceptable. All things are pleasing. Yes, God, at the end of the day, we are still moving to heaven. The heaven, yes, assured. There's, not, there's, not, there's nothing going to take that away from us. And there are some too out there who are walking consciously of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And the Lord makes provision for all of these people. In his word. Hallelujah. For example, I'll share with my wife just, just this week. A clear example. He says in his word that for your stomach's sake, you can drink some, some, bit, some level of wine. And he also says in the same word that priests should stay away from wine. So which one, which one are you going to take? <laughs> uh, 
And, I, and I'll, I'll share with her that some of us say, where we come from, if the person you were named after, that person died from lung cancer, and one of the people you love best in this world died from chronic liver disease, go and Google what, what causes those two diseases. You will know that alcohol and smoke, it is not your portion. You know that the devil has a clear-cut plan for you. So you don't near the devil's plan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ha Hallelujah. So God, God has made provision for all of these things. And by God's grace, we keep on seeing them every day. We keep on realizing them every day. And we keep on being perfected by them every day. So the Lord shared some things with me which he, he says we should just touch on and see on, on various sectors in life. When you read Romans 12, yeah, let's, let's, let's go to verse 3. Yeah, it says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has given everyone this, this thing. You get it? Hallelujah. So he, he's made various provisions for you in his word. Hallelujah. And we are going to touch on some of them. And I believe that so far as you are in Grace Army Church, you don't have an option. You will walk in the perfect will of God. Because even the songs we sing they push you into the perfect will of God. If you come to church late and you come and hear that song we sing before we walk out of this church, that song alone is a sermon on its own. Hallelujah. That one alone pushes you into God's perfection. And you ought to know that because you have his perfect spirit in you, you are more than qualified to be walking in the perfection of God. Hallelujah. You, 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 you are not taking some and leaving some. Those who want to leave some, you leave them to leave some. But we, we are taking all. We read Oliver Twist. And so we'll work with, we'll with Oliver Twist mindset. We won't take anything less. Hallelujah. So we'll touch on, the Lord says we should touch on like five various sectors in life. And we'll just touch on them. So we are going to start with health. Let's go to James chapter 2 from verse 13 to 15. James 2, 13 to 15. It says, For he shall have judgment without mercy, that he, he hath showed no mercy. And, oh. go, go to 15. Oh, Debbie, Debbie, that thing has changed. Eh. <laughs> Please, I'm coming. We'll go. Okay, you, let's, let's go to Isaiah 53, verse 5. Sorry, it's supposed to be James 5.15. Sorry, sorry. When your, when your, my first copy didn't help you. You write that thing and that thing has changed in your eyes. James 5. Okay, so let's start with Isaiah 53.5 since we are there. He says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. The Bible says, By his stripes we are healed. 
To be healed means that at a point you were sick. Hallelujah. So there's that stage in life whereby you can allow yourself to enter into sickness and then you take the scripture for yourself and you receive healing. Let's go back to Isaiah. Mm. James, James, James 5, 14. Start from verse 13. 13 to 15, yeah. Is anyone among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Hallelujah. We can end over there. So there's also that place whereby you can fall sick and you go and call Osofo. Osofo, I'm sick. Come and pray for me. That's also another level. But let's see there. Let's see. Let's see another one. John, third John, verse third John, chapter one, verse two. He says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth." Three different things have been read, all from the Bible. Which one do you want? Do you want to fall sick and call suffer to come and pray for you? Or fall sick and start with medication? Or you want to fall sick and then now start declaring? Or you want to walk with the mindset that God says that above all, I will prosper. Even as my health prospers. Christ died for me. Christ was bruised for me. By, by his stripes, I have been healed. And so I cannot fall sick. Hallelujah. And all this comes by just fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. As you fellowship with him, as you are reading his word, as you are studying his word, you realize that your mind is set on his perfect will for you. His perfect will for you is that you walk in complete health. It is very possible. In fact, it, 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 it is his word, so it is not a lie. I always say that, I, I, in fact, I, I will not fall sick. In my old age, when I'm ready to die, just like Kenneth Hagen did it, I'll call my family members, my grandchildren and my children, come for family meeting. By the time you come, I'm lying on the bed beautifully. Ha hallelujah. <laughs> all that is, God has made all that provision for you by his, by his spirit. And when it comes to health, he wants you to walk in that perfection. Hallelujah. We are, we, are, we are going to another one. Amen. Please, the health, which one do you want? Thank you. Take, take that one for yourself. He has made it available. Just take it. Don't, don't limit yourself for less. Let's, let's see another area, which has to do with promotions. God said that, let's touch on these areas. Promotion or contracts. Let's read Psalm 60, verse 11. Yes, Psalm 60, verse 11. He says, give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. There's the portion whereby you can believe in man, that I know person A, B, C. By the time I finish meeting person A, B, C, I've made my first $1 million contract. Because A will give me 50000 B will give me 500 million, and C will give me 3 million. Into the Amfakra, 1 million, then I'm a hate you can, you can know these three persons. But he says, vain is the help of man. It has its limitations. Let's see something from Psalm 121, verse 1 to 8. 
Psalm 121. He says, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. Where, comes my, where, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that watcheth over me, he doesn't sleep nor slumber. Let, let's go on. Behold, he keeps Israel, and he makes sure that he doesn't sleep. The Lord is our keeper. The Lord is our shade upon our right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve our going out and our coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 75, 6 to 7. As we are going there, I'm, I'm touching on this a bit. Hmm. Even in this, the Lord shows us that your going out is blessed. So when you are going to look for contract, when you get to that door, there are two different things involved. It's either you get to that door and you say that, oh, I know the man inside there, so he'll show me favor. Now when you go there and his secretary has been changed, you see whether you see the man or not. <laughs> There's also the portion of believing God that God orders my steps. God has opened doors for me. So by the time you get there, his new secretary is a Grace Army Church member. So you don't even have an appointment and he says that, you know what, I'm crossing for you. You, you. you understand the difference? Bible says, for promotion comes not from east, nor from west, nor from south. But God is the judge. He put it down one and raised another. Promotion comes from God himself. So you can be in the office and you there, you say that your own is backbiting and pulling him down. That is what you are going to use to rise up. That one will work for you. Now, the day they'll also pull your chair from there. That is where you see where you go and land. And you can also be in the office and make up your mind that, yes, I'm going to be diligent with my work, but it is not that diligence which is taking me far. It is the Lord himself who is giving me promotion. Hallelujah. For promotion cometh not from the east nor from the west, but from the Lord himself. Hallelujah. So the Lord said, let's move also to finances. Yes. All these people are believers. Who, their believer, be, believer status has not changed in any way. They are all acceptable to God. Whichever one they want, God has left them to do it, to choose it and to walk in it. They are perfect and pure before God's eyes. Hallelujah. So there's also the, the place of finances. And the Lord says, you can be a believer and choose to be borrowing. You are, you are a believer. Nothing has changed. Move from borrowing, servicing one debt to another debt. Servicing one loan to another loan. Debt, you, you know how to, debt, you have dealt with all the debt finance companies in Ghana. You, you are, when they go to credit bureau, you have a five-star rating. <laughs> that one is there. Yes, you can advise on loans. Uh, before people take loan, you have, you have become a, a self-employed loan consultant. Thank you. <laughs> There's also the place of being very rich. That's also there. You can be super rich. We can, we can go to 2 Corinthians 8, 9. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. 
It says, for, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. You can walk in this mindset that God has made me rich. God has, has, he has blessed me with riches. That is also another one. But you can also move to the point of being like Abraham. Whereby you are not only rich, but you are also a channel of blessing unto others. When people are looking for, oh, we are looking for who will help us. The first name that comes in mind is your name. Because you, are, you have made yourself a channel of blessing. You've made yourself a, a free-flowing pipe. Not the Ghana water type of pipe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So the Lord gave like three other things. We are going to touch on three others and then we, we are done. One, one, he said we should touch also on marriage. Yes, on marriage. Let's go to Matthew 5.32. Matthew 5.32. The same scripture is found again in Matthew 19.9-12. He says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whoever shall marry her, that is divorced, committed adultery. Okay, Matthew 19.9-12. Matthew 19, 9-12, yeah. And I say unto you, whoever shall, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committed adultery. And whoso married, married her, which is put away, also committed adultery. His disciples said unto him, If the case of the man be so with the wife, it is not good to marry. But he said unto them, All men cannot receive the same, save they to whom it is given. For there be some eunuchs, which were so born from thy mother's womb, and some also chose to be eunuchs, which were made eunuchs by the men. By men, and they and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive, let him receive it. There's, there are all these. Let's let's also go to Matthew five, eh, Ephesians five, twenty three to thirty two. We can't read all of it for the sake of time, so let's just touch on verse thirty two, thirty two and thirty three. He says, this is a great mystery because I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Hallelujah. The same Bible also says that let your marriage bed be pure and undefiled. There are so many believers in this world. They are working with various mindsets. Some are working that, oh, this marriage institution, dear Charlie, no matter what you do, the man will cheat on you. So, if he cheats, it is normal. There are ladies who are entering marriage with that mindset. And for some strange reason, it happens for them because that is what they have chosen. There are some too who would start the marriage and it may not end because of other reasons. But God says that this marriage thing it is not one which is supposed to start and end because it is, it is an example of Christ and the church. One of the most, the most attacked institutions by the enemy is the institution of marriage because marriage shows what God is doing. Marriage is, is, it is a, a clear example of God and the church. 
That's why we have the wedding banquet in the Bible, in the book of Revelations. God is marrying, God is married to the church. Who is not an adulterer? Because God has perfected the church. And so you can also walk with this mindset, knowing that my marriage is perfect. My marriage is blessed. My marriage is excellent. Hallelujah. You can walk knowing that God has blessed you with marriage. You can also walk knowing that, oh, me, there, I'll be a eunuch. Because there's no good man or woman outside there. That one too is there for you. But I believe that there's a perfect one which we can take and walk with that one. The eunuch right there. That one there, me, I don't like it. <laughs> because there's something sweet in marriage. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. So, two other things and then we are done. Yes, also, they didn't give me the mic early. It's not my fault. Uh, thank you. The only white lady says I should preach on. Also, yeah, so let's also go to the issue of childbirth. In the book of Genesis 3.16, God declares how childbirth should be. He says that women ought to go through pain. But also in the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, God also gives something amazing over there. He says that cursed is the one who was hung on the tree. So Christ has been cursed for your sake. He has taken the curse for your sake. So that curse which was there or which was pronounced and so everybody immediately you conceive. You, your mindset is that, hey, I'm coming to go through a nine month journey of pain. You can have that mindset. But God also has made a much better provision for you by redeeming you from the curse. And so there's something which is known as pain-free childbirth. And it is not a myth. It is a reality which can be received from God's word. Hallelujah. The Lord just said that you talk, just give example of Abraham and Israel. All these two people, they, 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 they both gave birth eventually. But when I married, I told God that God, that Abraham blessing there, me, I don't like it. Because I don't have that patience to wait. Thank you. I don't like that one. I want the Israel one. I married, no, small time, 12 have come already. <laughs> Hallelujah. So all those two are in the Bible. Yes, the choice is yours. Hallelujah. We'll touch on the last one which has to do with long life. And this one, we'll read, we'll read all of Psalm 91. This is the last scripture we are reading. Psalm 91. He says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings shall I trust. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. He shall, I shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flyeth by day nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the distraction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near me. 
Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because I have made the Lord my refuge. Even the Most High is my habitation. Hallelujah. I shall not fear evil. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over me. To keep me in all ways. That, I shall, that they shall bear up. They shall bear thee up in thy hands, lest I dash my foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall trample under thy feet. Because I have set the, his love upon me. Not I have set my love upon him. It is not that I have decided to love the Lord. No. I have decided to receive the Lord's love. Because I have set his love upon myself. Therefore, he will deliver me and he will set me on high. Because I have known his name. I shall call on him and he will answer me. He will be with me in times of trouble and deliver me and honor me. Hallelujah. The most amazing part, he says, with long life. Will I satisfy him? God says he's satisfying you with long life and show you his salvation. Every trap of death which has been set for you, the Lord is delivering you from it because he, he, has, he, has, he has set all of these blessings on you. And we cannot take anything less than that. Hallelujah. We are taking the Lord's best. We are taking everything he has given unto us because of the sacrifice which he, he, he sacrificed for us. He cannot die 33 for us to come and die 66. No. We are dying fivefold. 33 times 5, 150. Yes. No, I mean, if unbelievers are chopping 102, how much more me, believer? National chief unbeliever chopped 102. How much more me? <laughs> I must chop 150. <laughs> no, all. all <laughs> Hallelujah. God, because it is, it is a promise found in his word that with long life, I am satisfied. With long life, he has shown me his satisfaction. And so I am taking that. I am not taking anything less. I can't settle for less. He didn't sacrifice that I should also come and sacrifice. We can't be two. We can't, the two of us cannot sacrifice. No. My life is a living sacrifice because he has died for me to live. Hallelujah. Our life is as a result of his, his death. Hallelujah. And we, 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 we have to uphold this with all, with, all, with all honor. Because whenever we are trying to reduce this work, we are just trying to reduce his benefits and his blessings for our lives. Hallelujah. He, he, he died that we would receive his best. Amen. And this is, this is the, the, the best sacrifice on earth. That we walk in the blessings of the Lord. Just begin to thank the Lord for his blessings over your life. Thank, thank, thank the Lord. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory, O oh Lord. Father, we thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. We walk in your best. We walk in your perfection. We take nothing less than your perfection. We take nothing less than your best. We are not settling for less. We are not settling for mediocrity. We know the best and we walk in the best. We know the excellent one and we walk in that. You were crushed that we would receive blessings. You were put to death 
that we will receive excellency. We thank you, Lord, for your glory released over our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray thanksgiving. Amen. Can we please be upstanding? Can we please be upstanding? Can we pray for him? That may the Lord continue to grant insight, wisdom, blessings, utterance. Hallelujah. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Fero valo zege devaha. Rembele brege duze evaha. Mo shada vada vada zode evaha. Mo vrege dege dozandi livige doze evaha. Rabadi zege deve doze televrendo lovaha. Rebedi vrendo lovoge dozayabaha. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you grow from grace to grace, insight to insight. May the Lord light shine upon you. May everything, everything, everything the Lord has called you to accomplish on the earth for him be done through your hands. May his goodness be seen through you. May his grace flow through your lips and through your life. Above all, may his power be demonstrated in your life and through your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Oh yeah, do it, do it, do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that the, the devil will always defeat people once they don't know. They don't know the sacrifice of Christ for them. Praise the Lord. When the Bible talks about you being a living sacrifice, again, we always say this and we always say, Mama, there is nothing you can give to God that will please God. We were taught so many ways from previously. Well, from other places, you know. But in Grace Army Church, we've been teaching that Jesus is the only way and the only thing that we can ever have hope in. So if Jesus says that his name is upon you, his name is on you. If Jesus says that he has made you, believe it. It is your believing every day that takes you where you will go. Hallelujah. Believe right and you become right. Praise the Lord. I like what he said. He said, the devil hates marriage. He does all. Isn't it amazing? Adam was alone in the garden. Ah, the devil never showed up. The day God gave you a woman, bam, the devil showed up. Why? All the problems of this world, if we are able to solve them by the family, no problem will happen on the streets. If we deal with backbiting in the family, if the father is around, if the father is responsible to take care of all the pain, the school fees, the discipline, because if the father is there, if the mother are all together to take care of these children, before they go out, they are well baked and well prepared. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and thank God for this morning. Thank him one more time. Thank him one more time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can we declare some things? Say with me, in the name of Jesus, I'm a living sacrifice. I have been sacrificed unto God in Christ. Say, my mind is alert. My spirit is awake. Say, I know what I have. I know 
what has been delivered into my hands. Say from today, I will never live short of the standard of God for my life. Say I embrace God's wealth. I embrace God's health. I embrace God's wisdom. See everything he has delivered for me. Say I enjoy it. I take it. I live it. And I'm blessed by it. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Take your seat in heavenly place.